Good afternoon, everybody. Hoshea Perek Yud Gimel, chapter, chapter 13 of the book of Hoshea. The theme of this chapter and the theme of yesterday's chapter, I would argue, is that of disloyalty, the disloyalty of Israel to God. A guiding metaphor in this chapter, and in fact one which appears once else in Hoshea, but nowhere else in all of Nevi'im, is that of Anan Bokel, the morning clouds. Now what do clouds represent? If we think through Tanakh, the symbolism of the cloud is actually something rather positive. It is a cloud which accompanies Israel in the desert for 40 years, signifying God's presence. It is a rain cloud which appears on the horizon in the time of Eliyahu and King Ahav, signifying that finally the drought will come to an end. In fact, in Shemot chapter 20, the Torah is given, communicated by God to Moshe from within a cloud. However, for Hoshea, the cloud is negative. The cloud is as follows. Lichain says Hoshea in verse 3. Yehu ka'anan boker. They are like the morning cloud, Israel. Ukatal mashkim holech. Like the dew which is there in the morning when we arise, but which departs. The cloud appears heavy at first. But within a few short hours, it will be dispersed by the rays of the sun. The dew appears to be present, but it will soon evaporate. That is what Israel's loyalty to God is like, appearing strong at first, but then disappearing. By contrast, verse 4, Hashem But I am the Lord your God. Me'eretz Mitzrayim, ever since... The land of Egypt, I have been your God. You have had no other God. You have had no other to help you. The reference here to the land of Egypt is not that Israel owes allegiance to God because he took them out of Egypt. Rather, it is a description of God's longevity to Israel, how long he has been there for them, how early on and how long-lasting his relationship has been. This, I think, is the meaning of the extended description of Yaakov, of Jacob, in the previous chapter. Although our dear friend Rabbeinu Jonathan Mulrad said that he thinks the reference to Jacob is a negative one, I would disagree. I think Hoshea is presenting Yaakov as a model of loyalty from which Israel should learn, but from which they have not been able to live up to. Critical is verse 13 in chapter 12. Yaakov Aram. Yaakov flees to Aram away from his brother. And there he works for a wife, Uv'isha Shamar, and guards that. For seven years does Yaakov work for Rachel. How many of us, how many people thinking of being at the age in which they are looking for a life partner, for a spouse, find the person they think they are falling in love with and are then told you can have them, but only if you wait for seven years. How many of us would really wait for seven years? I don't think that many of us could live up to that. But that is what 
Yaakov does. He is so loyal to Rachel, he loves her so much that he works for her for seven years. That is what your forefather was like, says God, says Hosea. But you have not emulated that, that example of loyalty. That is what you should look to in the Avot. And as the chapter continues, chapter 13, we are given a key, an insight into what lies behind this disloyalty. A key verse is verse 6. When they were sated, they grew haughty. They were grazed, they were sated. When they were sated, they grew haughty. Therefore, they have forgotten me. What Hoshea is giving voice to here is a theme which is very common throughout the Tanakh and also through Chazal, of the dangers of materialism, of how material wealth can lead to being satiated, can lead to a materialism in which the claims of God or of other values as well that we were able to hold ourselves up to at a time when resources were scarce are now pushed aside. Here is an astonishing Gemara in Masechet Brachot, which is going to quote our verse exactly. It begins, My Vedei Zahav. What is the reference at the beginning of Devarim to a place called Dei Zahav, which literally translates as enough gold? Said Rebbe Yanai, Kach Amar Moshe Lifnei HaKadosh Baruch Thus did Moshe say to God, he said, You gave Israel so much gold and silver, until they said, Enough, through this they made the golden calf. The Gemara continues a few lines later. This is the explanation of the folk phrase, one who fills his stomach is akin to committing a sin, as is said, the verse from our chapter, Hosea chapter 13, verse 6, as they grazed, they were satiated, they were satiated, their hearts grew haughty, therefore they forgot me. The challenge of materialism, of abundance, of wealth, which is actually going to go on to be the key theme of Hosea's contemporary Amos, as we will shortly see, is what has led to Israel's abandonment of God. We are going to see in the next and final chapter of Hosea how the tikkun, how the the repair for this is an extremely difficult one, but one which emerges from this background. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.